Welcome to this edition of Farmers Inside Track, South Africa's leading agricultural podcast, brought to you by Foodform Zanzi and powered by Crop Life South Africa. My name is Dawn Numdu, and I'm so excited to welcome you back to our new campaign focused on household pesticide management. Now, illegal pesticides are still making their way into the country, posing serious risk to both household and crops, warns Crop Life South Africa. With illegal and unregistered products available on the market, consumers are urged to stay informed and vigilant to protect their homes and the environment. Food from Zanzi Editor-in-Chief Ivor Price chats to Harish Ramanand, Stewardship Coordinator for Crop Life South Africa. Harish Ramanand, welcome to Farmers Inside Track. Illegal and counterfeit pesticide products pose quite a significant threat to many households. Is there a difference between illegal and counterfeit pesticides, or are the two the same thing? Thank you, Ivo. Firstly, yeah, let me say thank you for having me. There is a difference between the two terms. Counterfeit pesticides are not at all easily distinguishable from a visual perspective, given the sophisticated appearance of the packaging and labeling copies that appear identical to the original legitimate products. The contents of the packaging may incorporate a variety of active ingredients that vary in quality, even if they look like the original products. Counterfeit products are, however, not a serious issue in South Africa, with very few reports to date. What is, however, now becoming quite concerning is the issue of illegal pesticides. Let me explain this to you first. Firstly, pesticides which are sold or distributed without a valid registration number in South Africa are illegal. Secondly, South African consumers are reminded that pesticides are highly regulated substances and that everyone is bound by the statute of Act No. 36 of 1947. This means any person advertising, selling, buying or using a pesticide may only do so according to the label instructions of the pesticide as approved by the Registrar of Act 36. Now, unlike counterfeit pesticides, illegal pesticides do not attempt to copy the original products. The labels are basic or incomplete, making them easily distinguishable. In addition, ingredients listed on the label of the packaging generally differ from the actual composition. With that said, what we are seeing in South Africa is the decanting of often highly toxic, suitably registered products predominantly for use on farms into smaller bottles for resale via social media platforms such as the Facebook Marketplace for the control of household and garden pests. This is an illegal practice since pesticides must remain in their original commercial packaging with their original commercial label as approved by the Registrar of Act 36 when sold to end users. What this means is that any decanting of a registered pesticide product into unapproved packaging and labels for resale as well as products which are unregistered or banned are viewed as illegal pesticides as per the regulations. That answers the first question for you, I hope so. Yes, it does. And it's quite scary. I did not know that it is illegal to decant highly toxic products into into smaller bottles. Um, It's something I grew up with. It's something people do on a daily basis. And as you rightly pointed out, also being sold on on social networks. Can you shed some light on risks and dangers when using illegal pesticides in households and on crops grown in gardens? Yes, I'm going to take some time with this one because I think it's a very good question. Firstly, and as touched on, illegal pesticides can be highly toxic. 
many of the examples that appear on the Facebook marketplace, for example, reported to us by concerned members of the public often, and as mentioned, involves pouring out highly toxic pesticides that are registered, but may be restricted in terms of use into smaller bottles with the poorly compiled label stuck on touted to kill cockroaches, mice, bedbugs, and other household pests. Now, without the original commercial labels, and remember that an approved pesticide label is a legal document under Act 36, to ensure the product is used effectively, but most importantly, safely. How can one then use illegal pesticides safely and effectively? How would a consumer know if the product they are getting is even meant to be used in households in the first place? How do consumers then safely apply illegal products without clear label instructions, given that illegal pesticides often do not have important safety information, such as warnings about keeping children and pets away from the product? Children and pets may come across these products and ingest them, which can result in serious illness or even death. For example, Ivor, children are especially vulnerable to poisoning when aldicarb, which is a banned pesticide in South Africa, is sprinkled around the home to control roaches, mice, and rats. Aldicarb can cause weakness, blurred vision, headache, nausea, tearing, sweating, and tremors. High doses can kill people because it paralyzes the respiratory system. I am sure you would also recall the unfortunate death of a lady from Ruderput as a result of aldicarb. Now, what about those households who have gardens, more importantly, food security gardens and use illegal pesticides? Firstly, one may lose money or the crop altogether. Remember, these products are not registered under Act 36. They have not undergone the rigorous testing to provide data showing the products are effective and safe for use from a health and environmental perspective for a specified, for a specified crop pest situation. Therefore, illegal pesticides may fail to control the pests, resulting in severe losses, if not total crop collapse. Why? As explained, because you do not know what you are getting. Secondly, the illegal products may contain highly toxic substances in quantities not safe for human consumption. The presence of pesticide residues in food is tightly regulated with maximum residue level standards, commonly referred to as MRL, ensuring that food produced using legally registered pesticides is safe for human health and suitable for consumption, hence the requirement to use products strictly as per label. Incorrect pesticide formulations are also likely to have significantly longer half-life periods and subsequently this translates into long-term contamination of soil, ground and surface water. Local biodiversity exposed to the chemicals will also likely be affected. Let's not forget about the disposal in this context as well. Legally registered pesticide products will have a disposal statement or instruction to ensure safe disposal. Now, how would a household user know what to do with the empty pesticide packaging in the absence of approved instructions? This will likely lead to illegal acts such as dumping, burning, or pouring down drains, resulting in further environmental pollution and health risks. And finally, while the packages of illegal pesticide products frequently make false claims like harmless to human beings and animals and safe to use, it must be kept in mind, given everything I have said, that they are likely to be of much higher toxicity than legal products registered for pest problems in homes and gardens where crops are grown. Finally, the fact that the content of illegal pesticides is unknown also increases the time needed to identify the right treatment in case of intoxication or exposure. 
Approved labels will have a specialist contact number from a registered 24-hour poison information center in the country to deal with such cases and offer expert advice to health practitioners. This could be the difference between life and death. Kuresh, where are household consumers purchasing these illegal pesticides from? I think that's probably on everyone's mind at this point in time. So street vendors who sell illegal pesticides such as Aldicarb, which bring in from outside our borders. So generally, we see street vendors selling some of these products and generally where they're getting it from is outside from our borders. Illegal pesticides can also be found in small neighborhood stores, but predominantly they are being purchased over the internet via social media platforms. The most notable being the Facebook marketplace, as touched on earlier. So how do illegal products impact the control of disease-carrying pests that are found in many households? As discussed earlier, one does not know what they are getting. Therefore, one cannot be sure if disease-carrying pests such as ticks and rodents as well as cockroaches, which can trigger allergy symptoms, will be effectively and safely controlled. The problem could well be increased tenfold due to ineffective control since there are no instructions on how the product should be applied. Should an infestation get to an unmanageable stage due to persistent use of ineffective illegal pesticides, the remedial action to control the infestation would likely involve acquiring the services of a suitably registered pest control operator to manage the situation, of which will be a costly affair. In addition, do not forget about the money that will have to be spent on doctor fees and medication should people fall ill due to infestations. And the lesson here is to identify the pest problem early and get control right the first time in order to avoid more problems and costs down the line. Where one is unsure, always consult with the experts. That's the best advice I can give in this regard. So help me understand Typically in South Africa, when you are faced with an adequate pest control product, what we typically do is we increase the dosage. Why do we do that? And what are the potential risks associated with this approach, Hiresh? This is an interesting question. In my view, where products are suitably registered for a particular household pest problem by the Register of Act 36, and if used according to the approved label in terms of dosage and application, there should be no issues. The problem here is that household consumers who use illegal pesticides have no idea on what they are using, how to apply them, or whether these will be effective against the target pest. Now, when consumers apply illegal pesticides for the first time at a dosage, usually by word of mouth or as per the recommendation from the seller, and if it does not work, consumers generally feel that increasing the dosage will do the trick. This appears to be common practice where people do not consider the consequences that could result in increased risks to health, not only for them, but everyone living in the household, including our furry friends. So important to remember them too. What measures can consumers take to ensure they are purchasing genuine, high-quality pesticide products? And are there any warning signs to watch out for when it comes to identifying these illegal products? Consumers looking to purchase pesticides to control pests in their homes or crop gardens must be suspicious when there is an offer of a cheap pesticide from someone they do not know. When the pesticide is offered in unusual packaging, the pesticide is old and expired, the pesticide is offered as a homemade remedy, or if the pesticide looks and smells different to what may be used to. In addition, consumers should note the characteristics of illegal pesticides, such as absent, or dubious registration number, packaging not filled to capacity, 
labeled in a foreign language, in other words, not in English and Afrikaans, which are typically the languages that our labels come in, packaging supplied without a label, handwritten label, poorly printed label, packaging is not of the expected quality, and a strange batch number as well as date of manufacture. To avoid purchasing illegal pesticides for household use, consumers should keep these tips in mind. The number one rule is buying a product from a reputable manufacturer or supplier. The market, especially online, can be a daunting place where consumers may not always know who to trust. So buying from a reputable dealer can to some extent protect us from illegal products. And remember to avoid internet deals that seem too good to be true. Again, check that the product has a proper label that includes a valid registration number. Be sure the label is complete and clearly identifies all active ingredients. All registered pesticides in South Africa list the active ingredients clearly on the label. And be aware that some pesticides are not meant to be used in the home, like farm pesticides. The product label will tell you where the product can be used. However, with that said, Ivo, scammers, as I like to call them, are getting better in their criminal activities. Therefore, I appeal to consumers to educate themselves around the issue of illegal pesticides so that informed decisions can be made when purchasing products to be used in households and gardens. When unsure, again, ask questions or feel free to contact me for advice. My details can be found on the CropLife South Africa website. When a consumer comes across an illegal pesticide being advertised through social media platforms, what are they to do? Because it kind of feels like we have a responsibility now to report this and, and to ensure that it doesn't happen. I fully support your last comment, and that's music to my ears. Yeah, I think you made my day with that comment today. Firstly, if consumers come across illegal pesticides on social media platforms, they should firstly do a small investigation. This simply entails taking screenshots of the illegal product or products being advertised, the person advertising the product, and finally, contact and address details. These images can then be sent as evidence to the Directorate of Agriculture Inputs Control Inspectorate of the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development, commonly known as DELAD. Alternatively, the evidence can be sent to me to trigger investigation with the inspectorate. Or it can be sent to you guys as well, and you guys can direct it towards me or to the inspectorate. CropLife South Africa is working closely with the inspectorate to clamp down on people that sell highly toxic pesticide substances unlawfully via social media. I am happy to inform you, Ivo, that the inspectorate has thus far made serious interventions in the sale of illegal pesticides and has had great success in confiscating large quantities of illegal and highly hazardous products currently circulating on our streets. Hiresh, any final words for our consumers in this regard? I would just like to stress to the public, always read the label first. Do not entertain unregistered products. The label provides important information consumers need in order to effectively deal with the pest issue to protect themselves, their family, pets, and not forgetting the environment. Thank you, Ivo. That's about my final words for this interview. Iresh, thank you for so graciously sharing your insights and thanks for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track. Thank you, Ivo, for inviting me to this interview to share insights into this very serious issue of illegal pesticides. The more awareness that's raised around this issue, the better. Thanks, Ivo Price. And great having you join us here on Farmers Inside Track. Harish Ramanand, 
Stewardship Coordinator for CropLife South Africa. And remember to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. From me, Don Numdu, our technical producer, Megan van der Fendt, and the rest of the hashtag Team Food for Mzanzi, thanks for listening. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.